hello dear listener it's been a while um but this is tara i'm back with some immature themes um actually doing a little bit of time traveling with this episode and you know i listened to the whole thing and there's no indication that this was recorded in october of 2020 there's no mention of the pandemic at all the only thing that really showed my hand was the fact that Anya selects Kate Bush's Wuthering Heights and none of us mentioned uh, scary things, stranger things blowing up that song because this didn't exist yet. So uh, we're coming to you from uh, a couple years ago, but the theme this month is scary songs. It is being October and being perceived as the scariest month of the year. Um, Whereas I'd argue February is probably the most terrifying month of the year. Bloody February. Um, and then the back pocket theme came from Anya and it was songs about being thankful. Um, so yeah, thanks for listening. Um, sorry it's so ad hoc. You know, life life is happening now. Um, but yeah, enjoy. And yep. it's recording. Hello everyone. Hello, Tara. Hi, Tara. <laughs> it's been a while since uh, since we've been together on uh, on on this means, and as a group, we haven't seen you all together in a while. Of course, me and you, Tara, were hanging out like hardcore there for a while. We were did oh. a Montreal trip, and then you became my neighbor for about a week. Yeah, a, a hotel residence. Well, it was pretty good. It was like a precursor to my actual vacation. So we're well into October now. We're recording this. It's a uh, Canadian Thanksgiving, so happy Thanksgiving. That's why we have layoff which is silly to mention because this isn't going out today so I didn't I've never heard of October being referred to as spooky season um but I see that everywhere now it's spooky season spooky season October which doesn't really work Spooktober Spooktober no I haven't I haven't I haven't heard of that either it uh, it's just the only reason I know it's spooky season is that I get the reminder that it was two years ago when Anya and I walked through a corn maze um (laughs) And the best video in the world came from it. <laughs> so <laughs> funny. A, a corn, there was a corn maze, and calling it a corn maze now is really a leap. Like uh, it was in the car park in front of Yes Farms, and it's it for was kids. Uh, it's absolutely for children. Um, <laughs> and it it's metal um, barriers that just have corn stalks kind of like taped to them. And <laughs> Anya and I were going around in different ways. And like, I was just recording it going around and I get Anya around the corner. She actually jumps with the fright and it's like, makes the most amazing face, which is uh, how you are in my phone contact. It was pure fear. Like I was genuinely terrified. I remember that video, it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> so good. Is there um, some way to include like a video in a podcast? Cause that would really oh, sell this. Yeah, I know. I'll ha- again, I'll like, have to. Fancy artists have like when you play the song on the Spotify app, it shows like the video or a little animation. We got to get that when you play this podcast. Just on you. I mean, I can. I can even ins- I can just even insert the audio would be enough. I think I'll put it here. It's genuine fear. Like I think I don't know. Were we were we out the night before or something? Was there a reason why I like such I was so touchy and sensitive? I don't know. I don't know. It was Terrified. a really sunny day and we were cycling to brunch. Like yeah. doesn't get yeah. scarier. But anyway. Yeah. I mean one <laughs> o'clock on a Sunday doesn't get scarier. 
<laughs> and so that popped up as a as a memory reminder thing, um, which leads into the theme that I think we landed on, which was a uh, songs that scare us slash Halloween songs, kind of. Yeah, but it yeah, didn't come. Everyone, I, I was the one who suggested it. So is that that was just coincidental, no? Yeah. Oh yeah, you suggested it. You suggested then, it, like, but then you also said you were having trouble with it. I that's October true. October that Connor just said, Wait, but I just think in, in what, October what do you mean it was general, coincidental? Like, well, that they like, we had the same train intimated of thought. That, intimated that that the origin of this theme was that story. Oh it, no, it wasn't. In fact, it was just coincidental but, because I had actually suggested the theme of. But was it because it's October? Yeah, probably that's why it came to mind for me. But yeah, so okay. there's the link. Yeah, I'm more talking about October scary thing. Okay. Just trying to segue. I'm trying to segue. Do you want to talk about the theme? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it crossed, Sorry, my mind, it crossed my mind there when you were saying, well, I've never heard this phrase spooktober. And it, it is true that it doesn't work. So I was trying to make it work and I came <laughs> came to Spocktober. And I was like, is there a bunch of Trekkies that like actually do a Spocktober? Probably. I wouldn't be surprised at all. They'll do anything for a pun. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry to interject. <laughs> That's okay. So did you think about it as Halloween songs or scary songs, or do you think both mean the same thing? Is that directed at me? Sure is, Paul Greer. I, well, a little bit of both. And because I, as I say, or only mentioned that I, I did suggest the theme, but uh, when I immediately started thinking about it, nothing. It's okay, Greer, Greer, this is nothing, your theme. Nothing came <laughs> to mind, but like, no, no. So, so I had to broaden it, like, and I had to think about the Halloween and then, just being scared of stuff or a scary sort of aspect to a tune. I had to broaden it to kind of get a few things going. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Cause when you think about Halloween on its own, cause um, we've done this theme at work with the song of the month and like, there's a few, but they're all like, you know, there's a couple of main ones. So I think moving it to scary songs makes it more fun. Oh, you had actually done something similar with just particular Hall Halloween. Okay. It's tough. Yeah. Like, how how does everyone just not pick Monster Mash? <laughs> Did I didn't even Monster think about that one. <laughs> yeah, who wants to go first? Everyone's just like scratching out their Monster Mash. Yeah, who? I I am really confident that no one else is picking picking my song has picked my song. Okay. So I'm happy to go last or whenever. I don't have to like get it, get it, get out in front of other people, you know. Hmm. Sure. Well, Greer, why don't you go first? Seeing as this was your theme, I don't know if everyone knows that Greer came up with this theme this month. Who came up with the theme? Now? Yeah, that was Greer because he had so much trouble with it. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Ironic. <laughs> well, you... how's how this for trouble? All right. And <laughs> um, no, I had I had a few. All right, I'm just being I'm just being an asshole. Man. No, no, it's fine. I'm I'm often the one that is the asshole, so I get it. No, uh, I had a bit more time. It's you know, it's a bank holiday today, a Monday off, which is great. So I had actually a bit of time this weekend after being busy coming back into work, and then whatever else. So I was thinking immediately, uh, actually, of this band I saw down in in Memphis last year at Gonerfest, and they're literally called the Mummies, and they. They like dress up in like, you know, wrap themselves in, you know, they dress up as mummies and they have 
been doing so for every live performance for their whole thing. Do they use toilet paper or do they actually use like cloth? Um, uh, it's more clothy, I would say. But maybe if they're stuck and they forget their costume, they might have to at times revert to uh, the toilet paper option. I, I wonder <laughs> if that's ever happened. Like, how um, much did they look like? You know, on one end of the scale, you'd maybe have like um, the mummy starring Brandon. What's his face? Fraser. Brandon Fraser. And then the other side of the scale, you'd have like a few lads throwing toilet paper around themselves to go out in the lash. I really thought you were going to say Brendan Gleeson, and I don't know why. <laughs> Yeah, Gleason came to my head as well. Like, but where, where were these lads? Were they like fuck these? Um, lads? You know, no, they were. It was it was pretty decent, pretty decent. So, I would say two thirds of the way to well, halfway between two. Okay, put it that way. Yeah, they're like a punk rock and roll band. Like they're you know, can't be. What song of theirs do you like? Well, I I was on, it was only a mention. It was just because of the costume thing more than anything else. And then I kind of moved on to because it split between. For me, it kind of it ended up being split between like Halloween stuff in a sort of theatrical mm. sort of way, dress up way, um, and then just the tunes of just being actually having a, an imposing, scary sort of quality to them or lyrically. In the former, I was kind of thinking then of like the likes of like Slipknot and stuff who like clearly, you know, dress up and that's the whole image they have. And then combined with that is the the you know the themes they have and just the imagery and the videos and everything else that goes with it has all that so there's certainly and i definitely an album i got into when i was like 16 their debut album was like great and i remember uh i remember over my best mate's house and we were listening to it and like his sister came in and was like a bit of a choir girl you know and she was looking at the coverage she was just kind of like taken aback and a bit disgusted about like the <laughs> some of the stuff and like, on the sleeve and the inner sleeve and stuff I was like yeah fair enough but um so then uh along with that then I was thinking of like this Japanese band called Sai and they're kind of like they're metal but like they sometimes would be referred to as uh horror metal so there's like a whole kind of genre there and it's kind of they have synths and different stuff and it's kind of theatrical again and then I was going down, what I think about Mayhem and Burzum and all that sort of black metal stuff that could be considered aesthetically quite scary and thematically scary for sure. But then I was like, okay, let's just leave alone that whole sort of dress up sort of vibe. And I landed on uh, Swans. I don't know how, well, Connor would be definitely familiar with them. I don't know about Taron on you, but they're... I feel like I, I know them just for from from you guys talking about them, but I don't know how much I've actually listened. Yeah, them. so be a tough listen. Yeah, they're they're definitely a tough listen, and like why so? Very long songs, very repetitive, not a lot of melody. Uh... <laughs> oh, I love that. That's like you guys love them. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing you say is tough listen. <laughs> Their early <laughs> stuff is also like it's really harsh, like it's sonically harsh. Like it's like yeah, like their later stuff I think is less noisy, but still dark and heavy and long. Yeah, and I think I think to kind of I hadn't really listened to them until I'd actually seen them live, which I think helped in the understanding of what they're trying to do. The great live show and them as individuals are like a very they look like a just a mismatched band of like 
roadside drifters like they're you know they've got, got a lot of character and they all look like they've been in prison at some point or like you know <laughs> this sort of vibe so for me uh, when you when you take away all the theatrical stuff these, these guys have a real vibe of like actually kind of scary dudes and then you combine it with the music that they're actually playing and and the leader um michael jira and um, he like he kind of just wraps them all up in this as i say they kind of repeat uh, stuff a lot for a long time and it gets more and more imposing and he kind of does this shamanic sort of thing where he's like summoning <laughs> stuff and like just the way he kind of acts out on stage and it does it has a it has a real uh, effect especially if you're in, if you're in the correct sort of mood it's gonna it's gonna affect you for sure live so the song i chose <laughs> which definitely has all the aforementioned qualities uh, is, uh, is it an hour long song no it's about I think it's 10-12 minutes um, okay <laughs> but like it's called a hanging and <laughs> 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 it's off an album called public castration is a good idea so this, <laughs> you know this is an earlier sort of album for them like you know like and again the, it's just check it out. I mean, um, you're not going to listen all the way through. I don't know if I've ever actually listened to an album front to back from theirs. It's it's just not that easy to sit. Like, when do you have the time or when are you in that mood consistently for an hour? To uh, It's tough. So anyway, that was what I landed on. One other honorable mention was Tom Waits. I went down that sort of uh, road as well. Uh, that tune, What's He Building In There? I don't know if you ever heard that. And it's just like him, like watching a guy who lives in this shed or something. <laughs> He's like, what's he building in there? <laughs> like, yeah. It like, kind of sounds almost like, it, I don't know the song, but it could be like a like a children's TV show. It's like, what's he building in there? It's a <laughs> yeah. little tractor. <laughs> That'd be great. But uh, that one has definitely a creepy sort of, uh, you know, ambiguous character in it. And uh, yeah, there you go. What is he building in there? Do we find out? No. What he's building in there is the that from Meatloaf Soul Do Anything for Love. I won't do that. <laughs> if you would listen to the, I've told you I know, sometimes, I know. listen to the lyrics of that song. It I know, says, it's different in every verse. Is... I know, but come on. You, I couldn't resist the opportunity Fine. to make a six out of 10 joke, maybe a five out of 10 joke. Uh, that's about a three there, Connor. All right, whatever. I'll give you five. <laughs> Anya, what's your score? Five. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> <laughs> minus minus five. Anya it's turned into five. a mouse into a mouse to declare the the number five. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those are good picks, though. Tom Waits has that yeah. creepy ass voice, so I could definitely hmm. see as like. Yeah. Although just I mean his singing sort of changes a little bit. It gets more um creepy or I was gonna say like 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 he smoked a hundred cigarettes a day. Yeah. Yeah. But, but he's not the I guess like it's well the delivery helps, but he's not the subject of the you know. He's not what makes that song creepy. Not so much. Well, it, like the treatment and he kind of has this kind of junkyard percussion and these weird kind of creaking sounds and whatnot in the tune as well and it's just him it's spoken word more than he doesn't sing in it at all he's just like him ah. wondering like what what's this guy 
you know. So it's What's it's building in that shit. No, it's a really cool. <laughs> it's a cool concept of a tune, and like he, he executes it very well. So yeah, there you go. I like that. That's pretty good. I'll go because I have a couple, um, but one is just kind of a, an anecdote that I thought was pretty funny. Is that um when I was living in Ireland when I was a teenager, um, and my house is a little bungalow, so it's just like three bedroom kitchen living room and uh my brother was living there at the time as well so we must have both been teenagers or maybe we were in university and back for the weekend or something <laughs> so my dad was in the living room and I was in my bedroom and I just like walk into the kitchen for something and just blasting I just like hear this music and it's tubular bells like the exorcist theme tune is just being played uh, in yeah. the kitchen but there's nobody in the kitchen so I'm just like what's happening and like look around and there's nobody there at all and then I like go to my brother's room and I was just like why like did you do that and he was just like oh yeah, yeah I put that on and I was like but you're not in there and he's just like oh just creating some atmosphere <laughs> okay great just like playing this very creepy music around the house or atmosphere probably just to uh weird me out and it worked was it Halloween I don't think so I think he was just playing it. Like, cause we had that CD. I feel like everyone's dad had that album. Like, yeah, it was around. It was around. I don't think my dad had it. Maybe he did. One well, of my friends did. All right. Like, and yeah, it was something. Um, had tubular bells. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know anyone that had that album. We didn't have really? it in our house. We didn't have it. Oh, I just assumed everyone had it. Who, who watches The Exorcist and is like, you know what? I'd like to stick that on. But I think didn't it come out washing the dishes. But it came out first, though, right? Like, it's an album in its own right, and then just part of it is The Exorcist. Like, it's, it's like oh. this long instrumental album, like of tubular bells. Yeah, it's the do 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 do. Oh, that's not even it. I can't do this. It sounds like you can hear that going around the supermarket. All right, that's a thing in the supermarket. <laughs> yeah, what would have helped that album a lot is if they had a, a banshee guesting vocals on it. That'd be that'd be sweet. I think that would help every album a lot. Um, but anyway, that was not uh, my pick or my honorable mention. My pick, um, and I don't know why, I've always just found this song really creepy. Um, which is how I interpreted like a Halloween scary song as something that I feel is creepy. Um, Mad World, that song by Gary Jules. Like, oh, yeah, um, yeah uh, I think mostly because it's on the Donnie Darko soundtrack mm. and I never really just, it's just a really kind of slow and spooky song. And I used to just always just would make me shiver um, and my mates when we were in school knew that so they would play it a lot like I remember I think my mate like called me up on a blocked number once and it was just playing like <laughs> just like that's very annoying um but yeah that that's my my spooky spooky pick did you uh, did you know it before you'd seen it in the movie or for people I, around you know before the movie or no I, I don't think so certainly not the cover it, but like yeah. is it a cover of sorry, Mad World. Yeah, who did the it's first one? Fears for Fears. Oh. And the original no, is like it's it. almost like spookier because it's just got it's just weird, like synthy. No. Hmm. But yeah, that that version anyway is definitely very closely linked with the movie. 
and mm. the atmosphere it, they, they nailed it actually it worked really well mm. yeah yeah like you can see it it just feels very like dark and creepy but um and then my honorable mention um this is like i don't know i don't know if i'll make connor mad but like it's like one of my most hated songs in the world and i think it's because i kind of find it creepy and like a bit boring but it's a perfect day um but it's the cover version <laughs> so connor's not that mad at me uh the the one that they did in the 90s that has like you two bono and everything singing. everybody i hate less than creepy so it's much fucking annoying <laughs> Man. But it's kind of creepy because it's like it's a perfect day, and it's just like I don't know. I I hate it, and it's scary to me. <laughs> it's crazy, like for me as like a diehard like Velvet Underground Lou Reed fan. That whenever I listen to the, or the Lou Reed version, I'm like, I really want, like, I really want someone to be like, you're gonna read, like, <laughs> I want to be someone to show up, you know? Isn't it Heather um, from M People with the big? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heather yeah. Small. It was just that's right, yeah. Yeah. It just in the nineties, there was just so many of those like terrible compilation songs like that, where it's just one person doing a line <laughs> and like they're really giving it their all, and it's so bad. Was it I for did. a charity or anything, or was it just like it, yeah? It was, it was it was for children in need. I googled it just. Oh, was it? I thought it was like to encourage people to pay their TV license or some bullshit like this. I was gonna say, you Earth, think, Earth you, think not <laughs> you think Bono would give a shit about paying TV license? That man doesn't pay taxes. Well, I mean, he yeah. gives a shit about people thinking he pays TV licenses. Yeah. He's very holier than I like. Perfect day. Um, <laughs> well, it was actually it was just created as a as a advertisement for the BBC, and then because it was really popular, they released it as a charity single. So how did they get all those people in one place to just do it for the BBC if it wasn't for what, charity? What year was it? Uh, 97. 97. So yeah, it had been um, a while since they'd done Live Aid and they were like, let's get the gang together. <laughs> do you think you can really nail one line? You're in, you're on. <laughs> Each artist had only received a token 250 pounds. I don't really know how they got it in, but it was like for the BBC, maybe these people are all like, yeah, the BBC's great. Once you get Bono involved, everyone wants to hop on it, but... I really like this quote from Lou Reed, uh, like in reference to the track. I have never been more impressed with a performance of one of my songs. It's like, I know it's just like so dry. <laughs> no, it's that's, that's but that Bono is a real pox. Uh, anyway, I hate that song. It also kind of just made it. I it just it's such a downer of a song too. I think that's why I kind of find oh, it God. creepy. It's like. I can see I can see the creepy thing yeah like mm -hmm. the original um and it's like it doesn't really sound like he was happy he was like it's a perfect day I'm like bud he doesn't sound like he just had a perfect day no it sounds like you hate yourself and want there to be no more days in your life like, god isn't he great <laughs> um that's funny yeah two covers I didn't realize I was picking two covers when I was picking those but there we go Anya, what do you? What is your pick for songs that creep you out or scare you? Songs that creep me out. My pick, my my main pick was uh, "Where the Wild Roses Grow." Nick Cave. Oh yeah, that's a know. great tune. That is so spooky, and just the way that it's executed. Mind, uh, yeah. yeah, the way it's executed, just his voice and then her with her like sweet, lovely 
and the video and everything. It's just such a, I just think it's such a creepy song. And uh, especially for a woman. Yeah, because that was, was um, that was off of Murder Ballads too, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. For Nick Cave, yeah. Yeah. And interestingly, I found out that the first time it was performed publicly by both of them was in Cork in Ireland in 1995. Oh. Where in Cork, do you know? I did not do a deep dive. <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> did I mention I had a few minutes of work to do today? <laughs> but, um, no, that's, um, that's interesting. I didn't realize that Nick Cave had played in Cork, but I guess that would have been the 90s. Yeah, and apparently he was he was obsessed with Kylie. He was very into Kylie and he really wanted to write a song for her to sing. And he had written a bunch of songs and none of them were right. And then eventually, like after six years, he wrote this song. He was like, perfect. So. Connor, what was that smirk about? Were you really smirked there? I was like, yeah, I'm sure he wanted to do a song with Kylie, yeah. Uh... Well, then, interestingly, I started, uh, I started, like, browsing pictures, like, I was like, oh, Nick Cave and Kylie Minogue, and there's, like, the internet is full of pictures of them looking super cozy. I mean... Uh, that what? They're buds. They're friends. Yeah, buds, yeah. Both, both Australian. Yeah, yeah. I think it's really nice. I think that it's really nice that he wants to write a song and do a song with her, because she is pretty great. The most surprising thing about that for me is that... Um, even even an Australian found would manage to find another Australian that they liked. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have much of an Australian following? Because oh, we don't now. I'd say. Oh no, they're all gone now. Or we get <laughs> we'll, we'll get rid of Greer. <laughs> Keep the Australian following. <laughs> but Australian audience will be like, why is there no episode? Six or whatever episode yeah. number. Oh, yeah, just not, not there. It was too horrifying. Okay, Australia. I talk about Home and Away all the time. I talk about it enough to make up for any dislike of Australian people because it's I a picked, great show. Yeah, I picked a hundred percent Australian, hundred percent Australian made song. So clearly, I love Australia. Um, I met yeah. a lot of Australians out in uh, in the West Coast last week. Tofino yeah. was full of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Really? Like Whistler and stuff. Yeah, as well. So they love it. Any um, any outdoorsy places that have outdoorsy yeah. activities? Those also Australians. Milder winters too, right? Well, yeah. No, no. Whistler, no. Whistler, <laughs> no, no. But then I was thinking like Vancouver and stuff. Milder yeah. snows. Yeah. So that was my main pick. Wuthering Heights was the first book I read that actually I found quite scary and creepy, and then went on to love the song. So, that's a great song. A good... I mean, you know me. I love a I love a dance party to that song. Such a good song. It's <laughs> it's it's a four a.m. four p.m. song. Dare I say? Yeah, I could say it is actually. That's a great one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a great video too. It's kind of creepy. Yeah. All her videos are great. To be fair, she's amazing. <laughs> what a woman. Yeah, she would have actually been great if there had been a banshee guest Banshee on that Tubular Bells album, Kate Bush should have been involved in that. She, as in she could have been the Banshee? She could have been or... the Banshee, yeah. She'd make a oh, great yeah. Banshee. Yeah. She kind of already is a Banshee, really, except the, like, not killing anyone part. They should do, uh, should do X Factor or, like, Britain's a, next something Banshee. like that, but just for Banshees. <laughs> Britain's got Banshee. <laughs> <laughs> And then the, the finale song is Banshee's Back. 
but it, to Backstreet Boys. <laughs> Backstreet's back. Get it? Nice. Good. <laughs> All right. Out of 10, though, that was a six, right? That was, be- yeah, that was better than Connor's joke. Yeah, Great. Yeah. Over, to, over to Connor. All right. What is, what is your answer? So I was just saying, I find this quite tough. Like, and I was kind of taken aback because I was like, well, I like, it's just like not an emotion I really like get from music, you know, is like fear or terror or anything. And I really love horror movies. And I was like, it's funny that like, I, ne- I was just, like, I've never really thought about it. And like, I think some of my thinking was like similar to Paul's. And like, I wanted, like, I noticed like a lot, maybe a few of the answers have been kind of around, you know, maybe how this, where the songs have been used or something that's been like, associated with a movie or like a you know i was thinking like like soundtracks and stuff like this but i wanted to try to find something that was like kind of invoked this feeling in and of itself and so obviously then kind of where i actually googled i was like scary songs to be like just to try to understand like was there some angle i wasn't getting about this because nothing's really coming to mind but so eventually i was kind of like as, as paul was talking about like going down the extreme metal route and even for that, I found it kind of difficult because there's bands like, you know, Pig Destroyer would be a good one or Cannibal Corpse or some like extreme death metal or grindcore or something that people would be like, that sounds a bit scary. But for me, that's not like they're energetic, like aggressive music, but I wouldn't get that fear thing off it. Um, so where I eventually landed was with Sun or as their style, Sun, O oh, bracket, bracket, bracket who, if you're not aware of them, are the preeminent drone metal band. I was thinking about them when um, Greer was talking about Swans. I was going to ask, isn't um, this is the band that you've never seen so much smoke? Yeah, so typically, (laughs) and I would say, maybe before I get to my pick, but like talking about the band in general, and particularly their live show is like, they like they'll put so much smoke and so much fog on the stage that you can't see anything you can't you can see the lights on the amps and you can and they play in these like hooded robes and it is a little bit of this almost like 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 almost like a slipknot thing you know what i mean where it's this kind of like production but it's a little bit like less cheesy but it still is a little bit like cheesy you know um and they play in these big robes and they just play really slow bassy music um and they have Attila Sahar who was uh, the vocalist in Mayhem this black metal band um he comes out and whispers and screams and does all this weird shit in weird costumes like he I remember the first time I saw them it was like at a pretty small festival and then like right at the front of the stage and I was in like the second row this like figure just comes up out of the mist like I think he like crawled along the floor in like one of these big robes and he comes back off and then comes back later in like a burlap sack and like straw and <laughs> like he's always just wearing these really <laughs> fucked up costumes but anyway they're good and seeing them live is like they're like incredibly loud and there's no rhythm or discernible melody or anything other than like bass that pushes all the air out of your lungs it's it's phenomenal it, but it's not it like sounds, it sounds terrible so to me. Yeah, God, it does say. sound pretty scary 
it's yeah. it's definitely i'd go see them every time they're in town but i'm like i don't what i get out of them is like completely different to like any other band even extreme metal bands it's almost like more of an experience or almost like an art going to like a fucking art show or something weird um so anyway they've got this one album called black one and it's kind of where they ventured into like black metal territory um so they had a lot of vocalists on the album and this particular song is called my Hungarian isn't great, but it's Battery Erzsébet, which is Hungarian for Elizabeth Bathory, who's like the like a historical kind of serial killer slash like inspiration for the myths of like vampires and bathed in virgin's blood and all this kind of shit. I um, thought you were going to say that the name of the song is My Hungarian isn't great. Because <laughs> that would also be really good. <laughs> yeah. um, and... <laughs> But it's also named after this band Bathory, who are this like influential black metal, Viking metal band. And it's just like 16 minutes of like, there's like bells at the start and then there's like weird bass tones. And then they've got kind of this like black metal screaming from this guy Malefic, who's got like a solo black metal project. They recorded it from, they put him in a coffin in the back of a hearse and he's got claustrophobia. Um, so that's where he recorded the vocals. Oh and God. It's like the one thing that like you still need to be in the mood for it. But like if you were walking around town, listen to those at night, like listen, listen to headphones at night, like you would be like, fuck, I'm not going to listen to this anymore. Like it's freaking. Um, Can I just go back to the fact that did you say that Viking metal is something that exists? Viking metal is something that exists. Yeah. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty good. Like, to be fair. You think of a word. There is a metal force. Not wrong. (laughs) Tree. Tree metal. Could be. Probably like forest see- metal. <laughs> Black forest metal. <laughs> it's just so rich. <laughs> and somehow fruity. Anyway, it's great. The whole album's great. It's all fucking weird. And it's like probably their their darkest, spookiest they've kind of gotten as well. But one last bit of trivia. So there's 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 two guys that are in Sun, and then they've got a bunch of extra musicians that come and perform with them. And in this album, I think in a lot of albums they, they get credited under a bunch of pseudonyms, just kind of for the fucking laugh, I think. Um and one of the guys, he has a different pseudonym on every track. He's like MK Ultra Blizzard, Soma, all this stuff. One of his pseudonyms is T Shock. Um, which for any other non-Irish listeners is the Irish name for the Prime Minister but it's like, I don't know, it doesn't mean Prime Minister Asquelga, right? It's like Chieftain or something or something um, like that Chief or Leader so anyway, it was just like I was like what the fuck, this lad's calling himself like Taoiseach and I'm like picturing like um, I was actually looking at the Wikipedia article and you hover over T-Shock and like a, a photo of um, Michael Martin shows up and I'm like just couldn't be like further from the fucking sound of this album so that's weird so you can jot that down well that's pretty funny that that sounds much scarier that makes my pick of Mad World <laughs> really like not a scary song <laughs> there isn't a lot of that kind of emotion expressed in music yeah, and that, yeah. I think it, it seems like something that off the bat, you, it would be, you know, there'd be a lot there, but there's not really, like, if you compare it to Christmas songs or something like that, it doesn't, like, there's no <laughs> big backlog of Halloween tunes. 
that yeah. I can think of anyway. You know what I mean? But like, it's it's funny with yeah. like creepy songs too that they are very linked to how you see them. So it's like that song, um, Total Eclipse of the Heart, like the turnaround bit. Mm. Like my mate hates that, but it's purely from that scene in Urban Legend where it's it's playing the turnaround, and then there's somebody they're driving a car, and then the person in the car is an axe, and they come and like. So, but without that movie, that song's not really creepy at all. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah like uh, I've never got that from that song. But what well, didn't um, I'm just thinking now, but the I don't know a lot of uh, horror movies and stuff. But uh, didn't Rob Zombie like do both Price music? A thousand and... Corpses. Was his. Yeah, yeah, and this is like I was thinking you've kind of got like uh, horror like, metal. Um, yeah. Sorry. But there are these subgenres that are like horror, horribly and stuff like this. But it's all more in the campy. Really? Side. Yeah. Oh, I got one. How about um, the Julian banjos in uh, Deliverance? Yeah, it's pretty creepy, given what's going about to transpire. I haven't seen that. And the look on that inbred boy's face. No, you never seen. It. I've never seen it, but I'm, I am aware of it. But again, it's the kind oh. of thing if you heard like Jewel and Banjos on its own, you'd be like, "What a lovely little tune." Yeah, well, they they were taking directly taking the this out. Yeah, and you know that one. Um, I tried to learn this a couple of years ago. Um, oh, that's like the the organ. Yeah, yeah it's almost like. Dracula. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm gonna learn this for Halloween, and then I hadn't learned it by Halloween. You just played it at Christmas, bummed everyone out. I gave myself another year, two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, is that uh, is that that for the scary songs then? I can't believe there's so many like scare genres. Did you say like horror Billy? Like, well, I just googled there, and horror Billy is an alternative name for Psycho Billy. Okay. Like Billy is. I'm sorry if you do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, can you imagine rockabilly but worse? Sorry. Sometimes if, I if like rockabilly. If there are any rockabilly fans in the audience, please. Well, we don't need your business. <laughs> you can go with the Australians. Yeah. Jeez, really, really like narrowing down the tiny audience that we have here. Guys. Are we still at? Listen, you lose, if you lose 20% of zero people, you've still got zero people. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to start paying my family to tune in. <laughs> Do it. Anya, you could have your family set up a Patreon that we, we could invest in, so, like, but it would be to encourage them to listen to it. Well, my dad recently accessed Spotify and it's changed his life. So he oh, that's good. Listen, yeah. So Anya, you're in charge of our back pocket theme. Did you remember? Yeah, oh. it is um, songs about being thankful because it's Thanksgiving weekend. Oh, for and fuck's sake. We like to be seasonal on this podcast. <laughs> These are probably the least two thankful lads we could chat to. Well, now they're going to have to be. So it's like, it's good for them. Character building. I'm thankful for not being work today. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's good. That's nice. I don't know if there's a song about that, though. Alanis Morissette's thank you is coming straight to my mind, but that's only because it literally says thank you. Yeah. Oh my God, that's why, um, I mean, I kind of almost don't want to say it in case I can't think of anything better, but uh, Thank You by Dido. 
straight, straight <laughs> into my brain. <laughs> I don't remember that one. I will admit, I gave it uh, just a couple of minutes. I would have come up with something better if I had started sooner. But what's your it, one? Mine was the Kinks days, because that's like a nice, happy, thankful song. And it doesn't say the word thank you. <laughs> thank you for the days. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hmm. I've got a good one. <laughs> it doesn't have to literally say thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it's a song about being thankful for anything, including Greer's Day Off. <laughs> I, I, I've got a good one that I think it, it, I don't think it says the word thank you, but I think it's, it's, it's really embodying the spirit of thankfulness and it always really, really touches my heart. And it's Perfect Day by Lou Reed. Oh, which, shut up. <laughs> you may or I may was... not know had a wonderful cover from artists of the <laughs> caliber in the yeah. 90s as part of a BBC advertising campaign. Which just went to heighten the the joy and thankfulness that is expressed through through the medium of song. Can we spend a few minutes giving out about Bono again? Yeah. I'm thankful Bono's dead. He's not dead. (laughs) Is that your actual pick? Are you just messing with me? I mean, I think so. I really like the song. It is like it. It is the song that kind of like. Whenever I listen to it, it is like, you know, I really like songs. I think everyone kind of finds songs that are really specific resonate with them, which, you know, one would think is kind of backwards because it's too specific. Like I've never fucking sat and drank. I have drank sangria in the park, but you know what I mean? But it's 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 just really like, it really paints a picture for me of like, just kind of in, like and enjoying that, like a little moment or a day with someone and, and um, just being grateful. All right, double whammy, creepy and grateful song. Who who would have thunk it? Greer, have you got any? Did you say who would have thanked it? I said thunk it, but yeah. <laughs> 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 like thank it. <laughs> Very smooth. Um, I yeah, I thought of one. Loudon Wainwright third. Well, I don't know if people are more f- overall familiar with Rufus Wainwright or not. Martha Rain- Wainwright. Anyway, this is the Rowlad, lad, and he's a great songwriter. Um, but he's got one called Daughter, and it's just about him appreciating his kid, basically. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's my daughter in the water every time she fell I caught her something like that yeah so anyway gorgeous just uh thankful tune about kids and uh yeah it's a really catchy song as well so that came to mind oh, but I'm sure one. there's a million more yeah that is a good one I can't think of anything other than Alanis Morissette I'm afraid oh I thought me and Greer were the two most thankless lads you knew but... <laughs> <laughs> touche I, I take that back. Uh, anything else to add? Or are we going to wrap up with uh, being thankful then? We're all thankful that Greer's not at work today. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. Uh, there must be more, but like, thankful. Have we fleshed this out? Like, I kind of think, uh, I guess thinking about songs, I'm thinking more of like, songs that are like a comfort or you're feeling at peace and then you're thankful Mm. for that like so 
like mm. I'm sure the tall, tallest man on earth has something like that. Like I like his stuff is really like appreciative and um, affirmative mellow and yeah. I can't quite like the um, King of Spain is the only song I can think of off the top of my head, but I don't know if it um, fits the theme. I mean, really, what is thankfulness when you get down to it? Appreciation. Well, you could... Appreciation for anything. Appreciation, yeah. No? Like, yeah, because you kind of think that, like, it, it's, it, it would be rare for a song that was just, like, genuine, generally directly expressing thanks, but you would... What, like that Alanis Morissette song that I picked? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but for songs that would probably be, like, thankful for a partner or thankful for a, a child or something in their lives it would be more just like a song about that person or yeah. whatever but with like a certain tone that's like actually I don't know. actually the cranberries owed to my family that's oh family. yeah that's a good one um on the topic of thanksgiving is there any songs that talk about pies or pumpkin pies american pie yeah oh yeah <laughs> um cherry pie by um fuck who are they I'm like, is it rat? Is it poison? It's it's warrant. Sweet cherry pie. I don't think yeah. it's actually about pie. <laughs> I don't think so either. <laughs> but it says the word pie. There's no pumpkin pie song. I'm sure somebody's written a song about a pumpkin spice latte. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh PSL. Yeah, Gretchen. PSL. <laughs> According to Spotify, there's a song called Pumpkin Pie by the California Honey Drops. There's the Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, yeah. We're just talking about pumpkins. Ah, oh, there's one on the tip of my tongue, but I can't remember. There's got to be an apple pie or something. like. Uh-huh. Neil Diamond, Porcupine Pie. <laughs> <laughs> Neil Diamond. Slice of Your Pie, Motley Crue. Yeah, the 80s hair metal had a lot of pie songs, I feel. Well, pie had only been invented a few years earlier, so it was at the peak of its popularity. Pretty new. That's not true. Fucking, are you going <laughs> to fact check me? What is this? CNN? <laughs> it's Fox News. Goodbye Pork Pie Hat by Charles Mingus. Loads of pie songs. <laughs> There's one called Tasty Cakes. Idea. Sorry, cake. Cake's not a pie, though. Before you know it, we're going to be including Jaffa Cakes. It'll be chaos. No one's got a fucking song about Jaffa Cakes. Are you out of your gourd? No. I'm out of my gourd. I'm out of my gourd. There's a Daniel Romano song called Roya. And that's about a, a, a woman in Sweden that hosted them when they were touring there. And they thought she was gorgeous welcoming beautiful person and wrote this song about her and there you go that's your thankful song yeah that's all i was gonna say where's the pie i know i was like she makes a swedish berry pie i haven't been trying to think of pie ones at all (laughs) you were using your time wisely while we were reading pie names Swedish pies. <laughs> yeah, like a lingonberry pie. <laughs> but that's a very good tune as well. Yeah, anyway. All right, I will chuck it on uh, on L playlist. <laughs>
Yeah. Uh, um, also, guys, I made us an email. So if anyone wants to suggest oh, themes yeah, or cor correct us on anything, it's uh, immaturethemes at gmail.com. And I haven't I haven't uh, ran this by anyone else, but we're now taking submissions for an Agony Ant column. So if you've got any problems you want the immature theme people to help with, just light up the inbox. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, send in, us... in, in, lieu of, in lieu of any suggestions, do you have to help us with our own problems, Connor? Uh, sure. Fuck. I can ruin your life. <laughs> You already do. <laughs> Just kidding. All right, that's uh, that's a wrap, I think. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thanks. Adios.